0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode If You Haven't Seen That, the podcast where we watch the films I missed growing up. Um, I'm joined as always by my co-host Chris. Hi Eric. Hey man. <laughs> and hello also to Cole.
1: Hi.
2: Yeah, we got a guest on for this episode. Because um, this, this was a big, big film for you, I believe. Uh, you're, you're, a, you're a big cheerleader for this one.
1: Yes, I am a big cheerleader for this one. Oh, I, I loved it as a kid and I still champion it now.
2: And that film is...
1: Blair Witch Project.
0: This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. This area's been haunted by that old woman for years. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're mates. making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch.
2: We're lost, admit that first. No, I know we're not lost.
0: All the place. And how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm
1: not gonna play with that either.
0: And it's all because of me that we're here now. <laughs> Hungry and cold and
2: hunted. <laughs> Tell me where you are, John! Yeah, so this is what
0: I'm actually kind of shocked you haven't seen, Eric. I yeah, because I've seen majority of horrors that matter and a lot that don't.
2: Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very kind and diplomatic way to put
1: it. <laughs> um, Not naming names. But <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: um, I'm looking at you ghosts of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I
0: just never got round to, to seeing this one because like, this came out in 97 99
2: 99 was it so yeah, it, okay. it's one of those films that kind of gets wrapped up in the whole 1999 is the best year for movies ever oh, that's
0: right yeah yeah. so look I was
2: what 13
0: or something and just didn't see it at the cinemas and none of my mates were into horrors and then it just kind of slipped on
2: by and um, and I, I, I prioritised Evil Dead and things like that yeah as you should yeah.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: But it, it's one I think that if if you didn't see it at that time it, it could easily slip by because it's yeah. like it became such a kind of uh, aped off kind of thing like you know people ripped it off and sh- yeah. and you kind of you and know you got it. got
1: spoofed immediately. Yeah. You got yeah. Spoofed straight and away. And straight yeah. away and that like like, straight away, its reputation went downhill.
2: Yeah, and, oh, the sh- absolutely shocking uh, sequel, Book of Shadows, yeah, which has kind so of well. nothing to... That came out, like, <laughs> when the first one was almost still in cinemas and yeah. randomly directed by the guy that made the Paradise Lost documentaries.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, how weird's that? <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, there is, like, a very specific period of time where you kind of need... There's a little golden age you needed to have seen this in. Yeah. yeah. When there was the... You know, the hype and the marketing around yep. it. And I think if you saw it too late, I reckon some of that would have been lost.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, I, I feel we'll end up getting into that whole hype and marketing
1: yes. stuff after we've yes.
2: watched the film and things. But um, I'm guessing it's one you kind of know what yeah, it works about. It's, I think it's like, what, three teens, isn't it? In
0: the woods, go to film a documentary for college or something like that, looking for the rumoured Blair Witch or looking into that kind of thing and then it's all handheld and the budget was tiny and um, and then there was kind of almost a guerrilla marketing kind of thing around the time, I think, mm-hmm. from memory and um, like a lot of horror movies, it drew a lot of people in and then based on fairly original delivery style and tiny budget, people were like, yeah, well done.
2: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, it's That's one it. of those ones where like everyone knows the plot of this yeah. so it's not like, surprise. yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: You never had to see it to know what happens in it. Mm.
0: No. I, and I've heard that story-wise it's not particularly strong or anything like that, but that's sort of just sort of things I've heard along the line. I don't know if that's after it got spoofed and parried and people are like, oh, it's not that special. Yeah.
2: Um, well, well, here's an interesting thing I was thinking, because like knowing that you'd know all about mm-hmm. it. Um, what type of horror do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be that kind of subtle, you don't really see anything, do you think there's going to be some jump scares, or is it going to lead more to kind of the, the slasher thrillery kind of I, I think,
0: yeah, I think it will be not slasher thrillery, I'm not expecting expecting that, mm-hmm. I'm just expecting literally teens lost in the woods, not seeing a lot of what's going on because it's filmed through a camera, mm-hmm. so you don't get wide shots or anything like that, and maybe one or two little jump scares here and there, Yep. and like sounds off to the distance and all That kind of stuff, yeah. So, the kind cr- of cramped viewpoint because of the handheld,
2: yeah, yeah. And especially, like, um, I think the film is actually set in like 1994 as well, so it's like even more so, like, yeah. the crappy yeah. prosumer yeah, cameras, yeah, it so. was meant
1: to have happened like six years earlier or something, yeah.
0: So, hmm. so, Cole, did you watch it a lot or a few times growing up, or uh,
1: no, it was more about the impact of when I saw it because I, like, Chris grew up on. Well, you didn't grow up on horror films specifically, but you saw you were allowed to watch horror films. Yeah, yeah. Age. Oh, I saw my Faeja. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> as like my older sister was a horror fanatic.
2: Yeah. So you just got exposed.
1: All, yeah, exactly. So all horror genres that came out, we were exposed to these. And when this came out, I just saw it at the saw it at the cinemas with my brothers. We were what fourteen yep. at the time in the golden age of mystery surrounding. Yeah. Yeah um
2: the early right yeah. at the perfect
1: time to see it it's
2: like the early beginnings of the internet as well yeah. so it was like all it's really that interesting stuff. That's it's right, like yeah
1: like mm. you know i don't know if this is something we should discuss later but basically the first film that that marketing went viral yeah, yeah. First oh thing yeah viral before mm. the internet became a thing where viral was mm. the, oh.
2: and i think it came at a really nice time of there was a lull in good horror films like there was some yeah. kind of offbeat, weird ones. Like you know, I think a year early, it had stuff like Event Horizon and like mm. the weirder, more abstracty. And I think a couple of car- like this Carpenter had kind of waned at this point. The only
0: one I can think of is like what was it, Four Years Prior, whatever. The Scream, like, and that yeah. was um, that was a
2: rewriting of horror. And, <clears> and, so. and that was and then that was kind of getting watered down again by that point. Like yeah. I still know what you did last <laughs> summer, Urban Legend. Urban yeah, legend. so they That's I right. mean, they yeah. were
1: huge hits, but they were rehashing the 70s slasher films they're rehashing you know Friday the 13th and Halloween and those slashes I want to say by
2: 99 Scream 3 has probably come out by now probably (laughs) like that that, it's been that much like watered down by that point but yeah mm. so another original very original one of the time is is huge kind of coming in at this perfect moment where Mm. people are kind of digging horror again but they don't have something new to kind of sink their teeth into just something
1: you'd never seen before and again the um, promotional propaganda internet virality of it mm. um, that just spurred it on that was something you just one, never seen one of the only
0: other movies I can think of that changed in, in the more recent years is Saw changed yeah. where horror went like that obviously mm. brought out the ridiculous horror porn genre yeah it would took torture it back porn. into the torture yeah, porn yeah torture porn yeah, stuff. yeah then but you'd uh, see like
2: the Italian giallo films and things yeah. like yeah but I, it, it was quite a game changer and also
0: mm. small
2: budget again and yeah, yeah the first yeah, one was great a couple, great.
1: Of, a couple um, of Aussie dudes yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Lee Wan, Ellen, James Wan <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, to be
1: fair, I'll champion the original Saw as well as yeah. being very it's original. It's a very
0: good film. Really original. Holds up, I think. Yeah.
1: Very Anything clever. Anything well was damn. Yeah. yeah. Very clever, well written, well executed. It Everything just, that followed it was trash. Yeah, it's I
2: mean. just turned... Yeah. They just... Yeah. It made um, money, so we need to just fl- beat that dead
1: horse. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might get into that afterwards, because mm. I'd like to look at the parallel of like how you take a great... Something that got something so right... And then immediately everything that it is given birth to after that and from that just didn't understand.
2: What made it so special. It, yeah,
1: It started a genre of film and everything that followed didn't actually understand what what had made the original good. Paranormal <laughs> oh,
0: Activity. <laughs> Cloverfield, is that similar style? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I haven't seen either of those mm, Yeah,
1: absolutely. Cloverfield is credited as being... Born from Blair yeah. Witch with the fan footage there. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: should we, enough preamble, should yeah. we just jump into it at this point? Let's go yes. for it. All right. This is Burkittsville, formerly Blair. It is a small, quiet Maryland town, much like a small, quiet town anywhere. Oh, yes! <laughs> so that was the Blair Witch Project.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cole had a great time. <laughs>
1: I love it. When was the last time you watched it? Years. Yeah. Yeah. Years. That, yeah. I think I was the only one sitting on the couch at that end scene. I'm like, my heart is pounding. I'm like, every time it gets me. Oh,
2: it got me as well. Yeah, I, I must admit, like,
0: I mean, we're in a fairly well lit room, and that was still a pretty tense, even though I knew what the outcome was going to be as well. Like, Ooh. just the way it sort of shot and, um, and the audio, like we're talking about. Um, no, it's a, and there's been such a build up, and you just don't know what's at the end, even though I did know the ending, it still had me. So.
2: I think I haven't seen it probably for I'd say like five to ten years probably, yeah, probably like and watching it now this time I'm like, up until probably the final scene, which mm. does still kind of get really kind of it's not that like I'm scared scared, but you get that kind of the hair on the back in neck. Yeah, like the, the t- chilling, yeah. kind of. But the rest of the film, that slow build up, to me watching it this time now, I'm like, oh, this is just anxiety. The film, yes, <laughs> like yeah. I just feel anxious and uncomfortable <laughs> watching this. Yeah. And, like, in, like, the way that, that the film's supposed to, not in, yes. like, oh, this is cringy and I'm uncomfortable, like, yeah. in the way of...
1: It's not oh uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It, which is also amazing <laughs> uncomfortable, but... That
1: is anxiety, the film.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I guess... Wh- how do we want to tackle this one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: look, um, that is a really... Yeah, that is a really good film. Like, I think... Um, If I reflected on it, I know, I remember at the time, a lot of people went to see it based on the hype and came out like, yeah, it's not that scary. And yeah, compared to maybe just like a slasher film, you don't get your traditional horror, you don't get the jump scares. Mm. But in terms of like just construction and build up, that's really well done. Yeah. That film.
2: Um, well, they shot it in only eight days. On, what was the budget? You got to tell us. Uh, yeah, I'll, 30, I'll jump in at 60000 thousand. Sixty, yeah. And apparently, um, after because they only shot it in eight days, they went and took that um. So essentially, Heather's camera, the RCA camera that they're using. Mm. Uh, they took that back to Best Buy to get the thirty-day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well done. they <laughs> will kind of contribute a couple hundred yep. bucks back into yep. the budget. And, wow. But yeah, I think it's it was something like um, it took eight days to shoot and eight months to edit. Yeah,
1: like yes. twenty hours of film.
2: Yeah, and it was it. um, just yep. the writer directors um, Eduardo Sanchez and Daniel Merrick I want to say, like the yeah, I think that... um, the yeah, the two of them just like all right, let's settle in and do it. Like, yep. cut this now. Yeah. <laughs> it was really well edited too. Yeah. yeah. Like, to wi- and the fact that it's whittled down from 20 hours of footage to a tight hour 20 minutes. Yep. Like, mm. They yeah. didn't go, let's do two hours worth. Like, mm. No,
0: we don't have two hours worth of engrossing material. And that like, was the thing I, I noticed. It-
2: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um,
0: we just don't need to tell that long story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that was the thing I noticed this time. It was all of a sudden I was like, oh God, what, like Josh is gone now. We're at the house. Like this thing moves. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, it's like, not It's taking still its time. a slog.
1: Yeah. It still can be quite a slog because yeah. of the repetitiveness of it and because of the yelling and because of the characters. Um, But yeah, every, every scene has a point. Yep. Every moment has a purpose. Nothing like there's no, there's no real fat in it. Mm. which is like, it, it's a slog to sit through, but there's nothing there that's pointless or boring. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you got to give it credit for that. The edit, like editing alone. One thing I noticed this time that I'd never picked up on before is everything is set up and paid off. Yeah. Everything is set up and paid off to, down to the tiniest little things. Setting up Mike with the map, for example, that he's the one that can't read it, for example. Mm. Mm. Just little things like that. Everything is set up and everything is paid off. Mm. And to have done that on what is essentially a um, improv script.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, to I mean,
1: do that is amazing.
2: That's the big takeaway. Um, watching it again, really, like from a filmic kind of standpoint, is. The directors being so trusting of the actors to... Like, it is essentially the actors who decided that visual style and how the film went. Well, yeah, they were the photographers. Like, the (laughs) super infamous, like, the infamous, like, I'm so so sorry scene where Heather's... The booger shot. Yeah, the booger shot. (laughs) I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. (laughs) <laughs> she doesn't really know how to operate a camera, and it, but it's such interesting, striking visuals yeah. that it's purely by accident. It's, and it's yeah. so, like you said, it's on the poster. Yeah, like, it it's is like so the iconic. iconic scene from yep. the movie. And for her, like, because she doesn't have a viewfinder on that old camera, she can't see what her shot is setting up as, and yet she created such an interesting visual. Mm. It's pretty amazing. You've <laughs> yeah. got that,
0: like, perfect 50-50 kind of... Hmm.
2: Yeah, the black negative space and it's like you can really read into that that that's like the darkness encroaching like oh, if you, you wanted to really read really, into, really into, into yeah. it the,
1: fragment, the fragmenting of her mind that you only yeah. see through yeah. her eyes yeah. yeah
2: it's like you could read but it's like nope she just didn't know how to use a camera but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like I'm it sure it turned out beautifully yeah yeah it's
1: pretty fantastic mm. <laughs> um, on that note I love that, that she didn't know how to use a camera just a tiny little bit of trivia I love that um, Josh is quoted after many years afterwards as saying that the only reason he got the job is not because he passed the audition; he was the only one who knew how to use the camera. <laughs>
2: you knew how to operate a sixteen mil camera. Yeah,
1: so he's like, I, I can't really act,
2: I, I, but I know how to use
1: the camera. Yeah, yeah,
2: I'll hang out. I, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's the same with Mike with the um, the dat recorder and yeah. the sound equipment, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, and that was a good way to have
0: include two cameras. A colour and a black and white, of course. Mm-hmm. So different visual styles, and like mm-hmm. the audio, only having audio attached to one of them, which you, they then united, like Cole you were saying at the end, using um, the black and white camera, the sixteen mil, but the audio yeah, it's off from the,
1: the, the other camera. Yeah, yeah, this camera.
0: Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I would. Well, it's just very clever.
2: I was ready to, like, be, like, uh, prepared. I was preparing myself for this film not to hold up, mm. but it really did. It really did, I In think. In ways that
1: I never picked up on, obviously, as a 14-year-old. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it is that thing of, like you said, that it is a slog, but I think only for the first 20 minutes or so, but it's by the, like, the second night when the, like, cracking and the sounds come back a second time, it I starts so. to... Pick up, and then the next night it it just it escalates. It like incrementally. Yeah, and it doesn't
0: need to be terrifying. It's just a slow build, and like, no, something's clearly going on. This kid's knocking this tent over,
2: apparently. Mm. Yeah. Were you expecting all three to die? Sorry, spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Which>. <laughs> Technically, if we don't know that all three died no, because, unlike no. modern yes. horror, we there don't I have know. to worry about torture
0: porn. Yeah, I, I was definitely expecting none of them to make it. Yeah, I mean, even in the credits, it says they don't disappear. Oh, the opening, um, oh yeah, yeah. 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 story. Yeah. But no, before the film, I did know that it was a, a th- all three disappeared. It wasn't a Wolf Creek situation. Yeah, yeah, where only two disappeared, hmm. or you see them anyway.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah it's a weird one I, I'm not quite sure How we tackle Because it's like Scene by scene wise Not a great deal Kind of Happens So um, it. But I know Cole You were saying you were, you were more interested In kind of the production stories And like yeah. What went into making the film
1: How they made it to me Was like super super interesting mm. um, So I, I'll, I'll Okay I
2: reckon Cole talk production I'm going to talk storytelling
1: okay. Yep um,
2: and I will chime in with random
1: factoids. Okay. <laughs> so this is what I remember from many, many years ago watching the the commentary on the on the original DVD, not Blu-ray. The DVD commentary mm-hmm. I watched many years ago, yep. and I found that incredibly interesting. Watching it scene by scene, having the filmmakers talk about how they did these things, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's essentially it's exactly what you see. It, it's it's in a completely improvised script. Yep. Um so they have a a loose uh, the actors had a loose idea of what they were going out there to do yep. and a plan of how they were going to tackle it but not what was to be done not what was going to happen none of it. So these three characters or these three actors go out into the woods only knowing what th- their character knows which is uh-huh. we're out here for 2 days to film this documentary. Oh they like the actors know that obviously it's going to get worse than that, but what's going to happen? They don't I don't. Know. think so They, they do know. know
0: about the kids' noises,
2: oh, and it was wow. apparently. <laughs> I, correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong, but it's every morning uh, the cast, the three cast would wake up and they would have uh, envelopes okay. as like this is what your character happens to you and your character today. So essentially, Mike would get one where it's You'd you would lost the map. You kick, lost the map.
1: Get re- well, i kick the map. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then reveal it when, when. it hits a breaking point yeah and they yep. would start to like drip feed like this is what you That's do today very clever now
1: the other thing as well is that so while the, these three are camping in the woods the production team which was, i think wasn't many it was like maybe was ten was twelve people. ask how many were oh, it, was,
2: it was less than that less i believe that. yeah
1: um they were camped out as well but they always maintained a certain distance so they had radio contact with them yep but they never had physical contact with anyone else So the whole time these three are in the woods alone they are alone so they
2: genuinely had eight days of isolation and apparently and uh they wouldn't they didn't break character like part of their yeah. agreement was you're remaining in character a method yeah, yeah essentially essentially um except if they if it hit a point where they needed to break character they all had there was a safe word that they said between the group and if all three agreed and like said the safe word they could break character for a minute or two yeah. and that safe word was taco
1: this <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> <I> <laughs> just yeah. Imagine the map, they're <laughs> screaming at each other, and someone's like, like, "Taco, taco, taco!" Just, okay, just, uh, t- t- like taco, taco. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, my boots, my boots are wet. Like <laughs> and the others are just laughing, like, "Nope, you don't get a taco on this one." <laughs> that's how that's how the boots, <laughs> my boots are wet. Scene came about. Oh, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all we're trying to do is be cool with. Well, you. Well, I find it very cool that I get laughed at because my shoes are wet for the rest of the day. I find that f***ing <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Heather dude all our shoes are wet We were laughing at the
1: situation Um, the other thing that's like really realistic about it as well is like I was commenting mm. during it that um, like how hard it would be for them to go without cigarettes their cigarettes were taken off them mm. oh
0: they did genuinely
1: they a, generally had their cigarettes taken off them
2: and apparently food as well they would slowly give them less and less supplies oh, and geez. food to kind of create animosity and kind of discomfort oh. <laughs> so, which is like oh, that's borderline that's borderline cigarettes
0: are is not easy, but that's one thing. But well, food. the thing mm. is, is that
1: it's actually perfect. If you're a smoker and you understand, mm. um, as the filmmakers like only having eight days, but you know, potentially out there and you mm. need to amp up and make sure that you're getting the emotional response, Put them on edge. that yeah. edginess, Ooh. that anxiety, take away the cigarettes. Simple. Yep. Within 12 hours, you're going to have Mr. Mm.
0: Cranky Pants over by the tree rocking back
1: and forth. <laughs> I think can probably account for that sort of middle chunk where they're just screaming at each other so much I think that's like Mm. your first because your first two days without cigarettes are the worst
0: the irritability is a little and
2: and I was thinking early on like when it's raining for the first couple of days and it's so cold I'm like why did they shoot this in October and I'm like oh (laughs) yes (laughs) method acting
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah Um, so I think it's, I think it's genius that they did that. The, like everything they found in the woods, those rocks, the stick mm. figures hanging up, everything that happened to them at night, the actors were not in on any of that.
0: So when they got to all the stick figures, they're like, when they woke up in the morning they found were told, the
1: yeah, they were given a map and go, this is where you'll go today.
0: So she didn't know, um, for example, when the bundle of sticks was found out front of the tent, she didn't know that was going to be there. And then she didn't know it was going to be inside. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh and <laughs>
1: she may real teeth and real hair by oh, the way yeah they got, they got the teeth from the local dentist office I yeah. was wondering if that's where yeah, they look yeah. genuine yeah, yeah. <laughs> she may have like received a note saying like maybe that with FYI. it. FYI <laughs> <laughs> like, like she may have, no she may have got a note saying just like keep it from Mike yeah don't show Mike this oh uh, yeah
0: but the, open the bundle and then don't and
2: then don't show Mike how yep. great would it have been of like um oh god what's what's the name of the guy who disappears Josh, Josh. I'm Yes I am (laughs) Because I say his name a bazillion times Josh Josh Josh
0: Josh 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 (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like Poltergeist and Carol Ann. Yeah, exactly. You never <laughs> forget that <note. laughs> Um
2: Like, him wake, like essentially being given the note in the morning of, you, in the middle of the night, you, you have, have to yes. sneak out. Like how, Pretend to like, go into the bathroom or something and then just don't come back? Yeah, like,
1: that would have been... And that was him, those two other nights, that was him yelling from off in the off, woods. So he joined the, the other camp. Group. Oh, my gosh. And they, in the middle of the night, they had him out there... Yelling. Yelling. Him, screaming. And screaming.
2: And to disorient at night, they had... um. They, you know how they. Uh, I think it's Heather keeps saying that the sound seems like it's coming from all around mm. us. They were situated in a 360 yeah. around them with different boom boxes, like playing different noises, noises and crackings of sticks. And oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. It's like a. It's one of those things where, like, in hindsight, I'm like, man, these guys should have gotten, like, a best director nomination. Yeah, right. Like, they went, like, yeah. an extra mile to create something weird and different that hadn't been kind of seen before. I know, I know Cannibal Holocaust and uh, Man Bites Dog and, you know, found footage and documentary had been dumped. It,
1: technically, it's not the first of its kind, but it broke the ground. Yes. As being the first of its kind. Exactly. Like it, it got attention for it. Yeah. When nobody else did.
2: But it's always that asterisk. Cannibal Holocaust and. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
1: but, um, and so
0: all the interviews with the townsfolk at the start. Um, now, obviously, they were scripted
2: up. And yes, aired. they are planted okay. actors, I believe. But the
1: some real townsfolk.
2: Yeah, but but they who they teed up and yes. said like you know it's here's some, your script and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. the um crazy old lady was great.
1: M- old Margot Kidder.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the name of the woman's baby. God <laughs> No, no, no! I no, no. was joking in the film that she looks like crazy. Like if Margot Kidder was like <laughs> oh, an old lady, <laughs> and equally as crazy, like
1: anorexic Margot yeah. Kidder. Yeah, no, Mary Brown, I think was yeah, the yeah. Of name. It, it was like a woman, only on
0: her arm, on her hands and everything. It was like hair, like a
2: real dark, almost black hair, uh-huh. like like a horse. like fur, yeah, like a fur, like horse fur.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought she was just the way she told her story. And um, I think Tom was commenting during about how it's just very visual description, but immediately like, that's good visual description.
2: Mm.
0: Well, it's it's
2: kind of, it works so well in the film that you never
0: see anything. Any, no. I was wondering if maybe towards the end, there might be a flash between the trees or something. Yeah. Maybe there would be some motion off.
1: There was meant to be. There was meant to be oh. in that
2: the famous like
1: what the hell is that? Like, see. When they flee the tent, that running scene? After it's
2: been shaken. Oh my God, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? She was supposed to pan the camera over and see like a ghostly white image or something. But she didn't know how to operate the camera.
1: <laughs> like, and she, didn't, didn't, she didn't get the pan across. Yeah. Yep. There was... Who was, it? like, one of their producers? I think it was one of the directors was,
2: like, standing on stilts or something in, like, a he white or something. He was dressed in
1: um, full white with white stockings, white um, pants and a white ski mask. Yeah. Chasing them in the woods. And when she... she hear her yell, what the f*** is that? Yeah. you see her sort of looking that way but she never turns the camera so they never actually catch that
2: and they planned it so well that he was like you know this white silhouette thing because knowing that the light on the camera and how that would affect the film he would only have the silhouette and be this uh, weird obscure
1: figure yeah. things I and thank like, god they didn't catch it I, I say, know you got,
2: the, you got the Jaws effect yeah. yeah who knows what it was totally Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> your imagination is way scarier
2: mm-hmm. and did they know what the house was going to be like at the end I was wondering that myself because that's dangerous possibly if it's just here's an abandoned house wonderful through? I
1: doubt that. I suspect they that may be a location that they would have, should have, I assume. Gone for a walkthrough. <laughs> well, maybe
2: before the
0: paintings were added and things like that. Yeah, but like the whole... The creepy whole, factor.
2: The but... way that Mike runs up and down the stairs and everything, it's so Pretty, like... He's got to know what's going on. Yeah, he's, if, he's if there's confident. a loose nail or something somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he, he is confident.
1: They all are. Yeah. They, they they would have to be. And yeah. that
0: last scene in the, in the basement, you'd have to... No, your cues for that Yeah yeah. Just to not break the camera mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well apparently that was like There was a way bigger ending Originally mm. planned um, I was going to say this for later It's like one of my ult- I don't have alternate casting But I have alternate ending um, They had like a way bigger thing Originally planned but they ran out of money So they were yep. like Nah we're just going to do this Like the thing with the house And Mike in the corner And apparently it's it really scared test audiences But they were also like Huh? Yeah. Like, why is he in the corner? Uh, so they went yeah. back, and so... Um, when it was
1: bought by what company? Lionsgate. There we go. They
2: were like, you need to kind of make this a little bit clearer, or go back and reshoot the ending. And yeah. they went, like, one of the proposed endings was she would come down and Mike would be, like, on a stick figure crucifix, or, like, slashed oh, right. open, or, like, hung from a noose, and, like, all of these Something different... Something matching, perhaps, yeah, figure... And apparently they shot all of those, and they were just like, no, no, we just, like... What? In the
1: end, they went with the original
2: but well, they but added, they the, added the talking head at the beginning where the guy says rest in par the serial killer would make one of the kids stand in the corner
1: what he did is he took
2: uh, the kids down at the basement by twos he made one face into the corner really and then he would kill the other one and then when he was done with that he grabbed the one out of the corner and killed that one too so that's yeah. all, and, all if you, set up and, and oh. because I knew yeah.
1: that,
2: I like looked and you're like, yeah, that's very clearly shot in Cap. Like that's a California streets.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like,
2: everyone else is like cloudy and overcast, yeah. like October it's, in it's Maryland, so and then there's like blue skies. So you're like, <laughs> that's California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is done literally outside the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> um, but that like, but perfect though, I, and I, I love that the major studio who bought it ended up, and they would never do that today hmm That they ended up going like, let's shoot the most dramatic, crazy, visually gory endings. But come and, and then go, No no. It, the it, simple one is best.
2: It worked. <laughs> um but that leads me to the whole mythology question of okay Rest in Par versus like Blair Witch, like where where does it Where's the
1: reality in? sit?
2: Yeah, yeah, where does it end up, like at the end? Because You've got the whole hauntings and, like, the, mm. the they're out there for the Blair Witch stuff. And then there's the stories of the serial killer. There's and the Russian
1: power as well. Yeah. yeah
2: right. And then at the end, it's Mike standing in the corner like the serial killer. So, kind of, where, where are we at, like? I think... Well, he... So, the, the story
0: goes with the serial killer is he would take two kids mm-hmm. at once and make one stand in the corner facing away, wouldn't he? Yeah. Because he didn't want to be watched. So, that fits in with... But then why is Mike standing if we'd seen him drop the camera
2: earlier? Hmm. Or he would have been, like, grabbed or, like, so, like I yeah. So
1: your question, though, is that is are we taught... Is this like, experience a Blair Witch experience or is it a Rustin? Park Like, or w- what is, like, essentially... What's the force?
2: Yeah, what's the force? Is it, like, this evil serial killer? Or was this evil serial killer, like, kind of helped, like, you know, possessed
1: by the... Like, where are we... Okay, so the mythology is that the Blair Witch has been around since the 1700s yeah. Salem Witch Trial. So she's always been the... Pro-lapse. legend that haunts the woods mm-hmm. the evil that lives in the woods so she was a woman who was accused of witchcraft and um
2: the theoretical blair like her becoming the blair, blair witch, witch was later the thing that uh killed the men on coffin rock
1: and potentially thing. yeah um so the the legend around this lady ellie Kedwood, was her original name
2: damn you know your stuff you've read the book um yeah. <laughs>
1: And this is all made-up mythology. Yeah. This is their mythology they've made up. None of it is is true. But Ellie Kedwood was a woman accused of witchcraft back in the Salem Witch Trial days, mm-hmm. and she was sentenced to die by exposure. Mm-hmm. Hence, shipped out to the woods to die. So since the 1700s, she's supposed to be the legend that haunts those woods, the evil that lives in those woods. And in the 1940s, you've got and Parr with these serial killer murder kids. Yeah, I think what... In the context of the film, what you've probably... What they may be trying to go for is the influence of the witch. Is Dave. what causes these things to happen in the woods. So yep. Rustin Powell was a hermit who lived out there.
2: That's like the assumption I get is that they stumble across his old house. That's
1: definitely yeah. definitely meant to be the case. But I think like why do you have the serial killer ending if it's meant to be the Blair Witch? Yeah. I think what it's supposed to be is, is that it's the witch's influence it's the evil that lives in the woods that the longer you spend out there the more if, you
2: get corrupted
1: the more you get corrupted so yeah. because of this rustin Parr character is a guy who was a hermit who lived in the woods by yeah, himself for so many years
2: absolute c- corruption or whatever i
1: think the implication is that
2: he did the work of the, of witch. the witch yeah um, yes. Thank so you for clarification, I totally so I get it. I
1: think it looks like that in the sense that Rust and Parr was at some point like a hand punch. Influenced and yeah.
0: controlled or something. Yeah. Yep. Yes.
1: Possessed by, influenced by that sort of thing. And I think that's where you get the crossover of those legends. Ooh.
0: And for all you know, they got killed by Josh.
1: that's it there's there's Mm. a crazy amount of like yeah it's great it's it's a lovely
2: open ending um... you
1: could totally get away with saying that nothing supernatural happened
2: yeah there is like I think one massive fan theory that it is just Mike and Josh have lost it at Heather and it's them messing with her and then eventually killing her like that's yeah that's why like Mike is standing in the corner just to freak her out and it's all like a giant setup. (laughs) and yeah
0: Josh pulled his own teeth
2: yeah, that's the one part where <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: But I do love like. Kids' noises in the middle of the night. I don't know how you. Yes, think that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but I did love like when. you were, Like when this film, film first came out and we were watching it as kids and like, you know, 13, 14 year olds or whatever. And there was all the weird little things that you'd pick up on that pe- you'd talk about with people like when they're interviewing that woman and her kid is like telling her to stop talking yes. and is crying. You're yeah. Like,
1: uh-huh. And they were camped near the cabin or something that she's supposed to haunt no, uh-huh no, and they disappeared off the face of the earth no. really okay it's all right ingrid i'm just telling a scary story but it's not true
2: ah that's like a foreshadowing of like that's the, the baby's upset and does it's like no yeah. don't speak of the evil and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and there's
1: like all these little nuggets <laughs> amazing everything's set up
0: Mm-mm. yeah um, yeah, I, I think, like, I don't have much to say about storytelling now because we've told it, but um, <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> I just felt that... So you, when you're just shooting on handheld like that, obviously with actors who get an envelope telling them what to do and that's it, um, the, the editing was so tight because, like, that whole first day it's following them through and you didn't feel like they were shooting and just following unnecessarily and stuff. The way it was edited, it's like, no, they were just shooting everything along the way. They had audio um, and that audio told the story. Um, but didn't feel forced at all, mm. um, which I felt really impressed. Like I was just sitting there, I'm like, this could feel if it was done badly, just so forced. And walk along, <laughs> like, oh, have you heard about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, um,
0: they're,
1: it's... like a lot of like we'll get into soon. The modern found footage, yeah, where it's yeah, so scripted, and it's very mm.
2: much being like handballing of exposition here. This is the points we need to get across. Whereas, which is. Again, you were saying earlier, like the film kind of drags in that first twenty minutes because it's an exposition dump. They're essentially. Well, actually, I I
1: enjoy the first twenty minutes. It's the first—I'd say it's the first two days of filming in the woods, where where it's just a lot of yelling at each other, where there's nothing going on other than Heather, you got us lost.
2: Yeah.
1: I know. I know how to read the map. No, you don't know how to read the map. Yeah. That to me is the hardest part to get through, and Mm -hmm. then yeah, once the rocks at night start. The movie just yeah. rolls on,
0: but yeah, even then, though, that's great character development because you do get a feel for each them.
2: Like you said, like Heather is perfect.
0: as this? I awesome... think we have to
1: talk about Heather. yeah. Let's talk about Heather. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> 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 or just quit I just like all put a pin on that thing though. But like the what I was saying before, the they get away like they get all of the storytelling elements out of the way in the first five to ten minutes, mm. where the, you then get these people lost in the woods, and you it doesn't matter. Like you know everything you need to know, so yeah. they don't need to spend their time lost in the woods talking about. I heard about this one tale that she did this. Because it's like, no, we've already done that because... We were making a documentary about this character. We had an excuse to exposition dump. We yeah. established Done.
1: all the lore. Yeah. And then we moved on. And
2: even, yeah, the scene of her really awkwardly reading the book, oh, which is great. <laughs> which is like, this is a perfect segue into yeah, talking yeah. about Heather. Like, the fact that their documentary they're making is terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is so <laughs> it's so bad. It's so student film. <laughs> it's so, like, out of focus in shots and everything. Like, it's so it's perfect so, it, first year film.
0: Yeah, student. and that's another element of depth. It's so good. Like, the the student film voice and performance she puts on is wonderful you're like oh you're getting a C at best
2: yeah. and then like the complaining like oh man I gotta get the sound equipment back by night like yeah. 5 o'clock today I'm like oh His no nobody knows that he borrowed the camera yeah and I'm like oh I know this <laughs> I've never had this before i be,
1: yeah but on that though you're saying like how um, I remember you like about things being out of focus and stuff. Like the, the Mary Brown interview yeah. is on the eight mil and it's out of focus. And you're just like, immediately we're watching it you're just like, focus. Yeah.
2: It's just like you off. I'm just like, your teacher's going to be watching your, yeah. your finished documentary. Just be like, "Ugh."
1: what I love about that though is, and I'd never noticed this before, only this time watching it with you because you pointed out the focus. <laughs> yeah. Then the very next scene is Josh in the car trying to re-figure out the focus lens. Yeah, exactly. Because oh, he'd been trying to Fate convert and meters. That's right. feet and meters. Yep. And she's like, but it's in feet. And he's like, yeah, but the white's meters. I'm checking my depth of field chart to
2: see how bad. So
1: you measured for meters? What, we're not in Europe.
2: Yeah, well, the lens
1: has meters on it, OK? It
2: also has, it also has our system.
1: No, nah, it had meters on it, look.
2: This is an American
0: camera, though.
1: All those are meters.
0: What about the brown ones?
1: The brown ones are feet. Yeah, all well, the brown ones are on there,
2: eh? Yeah, so he didn't know how to, he didn't know how
1: to use the camera. It's
2: film student in the film.
1: <laughs> I love it. Everything mm. works. Nothing's for no reason.
0: Yeah. And it, those little things break apart and make you not notice the exposition style stuff. Yeah. Because after that book reading, they talk about, she's like, oh we're uh, losing the light, but you know, can always use the shot without me in it, and then use my audio because I've already read the whole thing anyway. Yeah. Um. So you're sort of distracted from the fact that you kind of just got a whole, whole bunch of story.
2: You've out just away. absorbed and all the frizzly, yeah. yeah mm. You've absorbed all the information you needed, and then we're just like, all right, let's get lost.
1: Yeah. yeah. Because at that point, the the lore and the legend isn't really what you're watching. You're watching more a making of documentary at that yeah. point, and yeah. all of these little bits are s- subsequent. Yeah. And it's not till much later on that all of these things that you were told start uh, to become more important again
2: like you said earlier set up and pay off yeah and mm. it's not like an
0: obvious what I like too is it's just a very linear story it doesn't have you know your one two three act sort of thing it doesn't mm. have a conflict resolution arc or anything like that it's just like down the slope we go at a very consistent pace
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 the toboggan is picking up speed yeah.
1: and then at the <laughs> bottom you're like there's the
2: cliff
1: yeah <laughs> it's a brick wall and, <laughs> and you're <they're> done wow. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> and um, you can see the brick wall at the start of the slope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know? uh, um, but yeah, no, we, we need to talk about Heather, Yeah. I yes. think.
1: Um, yeah. She's the biggest con- like um, contentious um, yeah. character. When people talk about Blair Witch and mm. they say they don't like it or they don't like the acting, they're talking about Heather. Yeah.
2: It, which I find incredibly unfair because yes. I think her performance is... Great. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yes, she's it, exactly like she plays
0: a film, like a re, a film student who wants to do a documentary, controlling, yeah, yeah. like, like arrogant, it's, it's her like, project. Yeah. The
2: other boys are helping out, basically. Mm. Um, um, and then her slow descent into essential madness. Like everyone's like, she's just screaming all the time. Like, and yeah. you wouldn't be <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. And the pace of her descent is, is good. Like yeah. Mike loses it within like two days. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: yeah. he throws them, kicks yeah, the kicks the bat into river. it's
2: only two days
1: in. Yeah, basically.
2: And, which is why like, and then he all of a sudden becomes calm and like, oh, he's he's going through like he's at like yeah. the sixth step of like acceptance. He, he yeah. got he to acceptance much faster than the others. <laughs> yeah, the others are still stuck on anger and denial. Yeah.
1: I think it's a testimony to her performance the fact that everyone remembers and hates her mm. because she played it so well. You're yeah. not supposed to like her. You're not supposed to. Supposed to be irritating. Otherwise, you're not on edge with them. You're not anxious with them. You're not aggravated mm. and irritated along with these characters, unless you have somebody there constantly poking and needling mm. you. Mm. You have this movie doesn't work unless you're immersed in the woods with these characters. Yeah. If you're watching from the outside, it's not scary. Mm. It's only scary if you can picture yourself there in that situation. In that situation, and she pulls you in and makes you one of them.
2: Mm. And she plays it so well that you just it I think it, she got she got a lot of backlash from this film as well. Yeah. And I think that's because people like the line is so greatly blurred between Heather the actor and Heather the character yeah. she's playing. Yes. Yeah. And a lot <laughs> of people are like her. Yeah, they're just like, Oh, she was meh, in that and you're like she was supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> and like, she was
1: perfect. <laughs> did you not understand? It was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, they were actors. Like yeah. At the time, okay, we'll talk about mm. the controversy of like, the propaganda around her and the marketing, but yeah. we know now that she's an actress, mm-hmm. and mm. goddamn, she did well. She really did, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. she carried, um, In a way, she carried the film.
2: You can see yeah. that Josh was not the greatest of actors, but I think he... He's one of the he's the strongest of character in terms of like he never goes he's consistent consistent yeah. yeah his yeah. Pers- personality comes through very clearly and he's consistent. Um, Mike swings like a pendulum, and but I find that really interesting, especially towards the end. Where well, he's he, just totally yeah. just with it. Yeah, or he's either that or he's just like accepted and yeah. just like go with it.
1: And I wonder if that comes down to, um, again, that thing of him, him saying anyway that he was only hired because he knew how to use a camera. Yeah. He is an actor, but he, he claims he was only hired because he knew how to use the camera. So he's like, I'm
2: an actor, but not a great one. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, essentially in his words. But I wonder if that is... Um, informs the decision to have him be the one pulled out early so mm. that it's the those it's Mike and I Heather always, are the ones who carry through the hardest part of the end of yeah. the film
2: see mm-hmm. I always thought like that's a really Good point, but like I always thought, it was because he was the one that was trying to keep the peace between and keep everyone like calm and together. That's why they were like, let's get him out of the equation first. At
1: that point, though, Mike has stepped into that role because after the slime incident, where it's all of Josh's stuff. Josh's, but
2: but that's what I mean. Like the slime incident is essentially the the entity or like the witch or whatever marking Josh as you're going to be the person, and that is when at the point where he's kind of he breaks and he's keeping the peace with between everyone prior to that, and so it's like, all right, we're gonna.
1: Yeah. Remove
2: you yeah. out of yeah. this equation, and then and it, it
1: becomes Mike, the person doing that. He's the one yes, talking to Heather, he, saying, "Give him five minutes." Yeah, it's he like, steps you, up. I know. I understand both what's going on here. Yeah, it's like if you've ever been traveling with friends, you always have up and down days, yeah. and there's always one person that, no matter how tired you are, if everyone else is having an off day, you're you're the one looking after everyone. Ooh. And that's what I, I get with this as well. In the beginning, as much as you blame her, Heather is. Being that person trying to keep everyone together in her own way. It doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, it's her
0: project. Yeah. She's, they're out there for a reason. But I think, mm.
1: if you like watching it now, I can sort of relate to her a little bit more. She thinks that's what leadership is. It's just to portray confidence yep we're going this
2: way It's the right way she knows
1: damn well they're lost (laughs) she she does but the second she
2: admits it they are actually lost exactly
1: and I think her just like constantly putting confidence out there to them Mm. no no I know I know we're fine I know we're fine is her way of trying to be a leader
2: well that's also like film school wise like one of the first things you're taught if you want to direct is like you can you have to be confident in what you're doing yeah. <laughs> everyone is like you're you're essentially telling everyone what to do if you don't show confidence in that like nope and <laughs> so yeah. she's uh, like just maintaining her role as director
1: that's brilliant because she actually said that she based her character off a director she once worked with wow um, <laughs> it's based on a director she once worked with who she learned that would always be like, exude this confidence when everything was going to plan. And as soon as things didn't go to pl- plan, it was utter confusion. Mm. And just, like, no idea what to do. Yeah. And you can see that in her character. I think she pulls that off remarkably. I- yeah, again, I think she
2: never deserved any of the flack she got for this. No. I think she is... So she copped right. a fair bit, did she? Yeah, yeah. She actually, like, found it really hard to get work posted and things. Mm. And, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because hmm. she just always was that girl. Yeah. Well, to be fair, nobody remembers the other two guys. They only remember her. Yeah. Much.
2: And it was that thing of because it was such a iconic and memorable film that it then immediately got spoofed and made fun of, and there were parodies everywhere. That and uh, she is the center of the butt of all of those jokes. Like you yeah. know the the book like we called it the booger scene. Say. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like. That's a sign of a great actor. when like you just, she's not caring about how she looks. She is just delivering a performance. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You mentioned found footage films like Modern Day. Yeah,
1: segue. I, <laughs> I think it's time to talk about what came after.
0: Yeah. So I don't think I've seen too many of the modern ones. Like I haven't seen Paranormal Activity.
1: That's the only one I've seen.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't not, seen Clover. Not a first.
2: single eleven. One of the eleven of them, or <laughs> No, nah, none
0: of them. I, I was, yeah. you know, semi interested by the first one just because it's. You know, there hadn't been a proper found footage film like that horror one for quite a while before mm. that. Um, but no, I never got around to it.
1: Well, we were looking... This is what's really sad about this, as I was saying before. Um, we'll come back to it, talking about things like Saw and stuff. Tom and I were looking up earlier. What were the found footage films that sort of Follow. came from this? That yep. so was Like this influenced uh, into into existence? And not a one... There's probably 20 to 25 on the list and not a one of them are any good. Mm. They're all just trash. And unfriended.
2: <laughs> Tom's, <laughs> Tom's chimed in with unfriended.
1: Tom's Things insisting like that. we talk about unfriended. Yeah, oh,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's people. I think they think it's an easy genre. Yeah, to yeah. It's not.
1: <laughs> I think studios think it's easy. You look at the budget to the turnover that this one got. What did it? What did it make? For that, oh all no, they we'll, we'll
2: get into that all that. Right. But that and is paranormal was the same, wasn't it? Like its budget was nothing. Yeah, yeah, that is specifically I think why because it's we can make a movie on the cheap that because there is a proven model.
1: Mm -hmm. we can make money. It's also popular right now. Yep. We'll cash in on this. It'll cost us nothing. We will definitely make a profit. I've
0: heard that paranormal, relatively speaking, is okay in that regard.
1: Paranormal Paranormal Activity 1. It's
2: fine. It's it's fine. Everyone lost their mind over it when it came out. They're like, it's the scariest movie since blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I watched it and was like,
1: it's it has elements of creepiness to it, but then it just goes off the rails. Yeah, it's, oh, it's not
2: it? yeah. good. It's like I. It, it's, oh, it's okay, but it's not bad. Compared. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> like that's my like. Yeah, Okay. I made it through to the credits. Like it the, was. Yeah.
1: The difference I'll say is, this. I'd say Paranormal Activity is the first main successor. Yeah. To the yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it's it's, the the best example we're going to use because everything just gets worse after that. Yeah. And what I was saying earlier is about how all of these films that followed the model of Blair Witch, and none of them understood what Blair Witch really was. Mm. What what really made it successful was the fact that you never saw this happening, and that it was real. That it wasn't a script; it was just people experiencing it and reacting as you would.
0: It's like true reality TV. In yes, yes. that like that's it's it. it's like
2: that real reality style of television. Yeah. The the second you. Bring a script into making a found footage film, you've made a bad film. I mean, no one watches The
0: Bachelor because, you know, it's not written. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They watch it because it's just silly, goofy enjoyment for them. Yeah. But, um, you <laughs> so don't it's... go, wow, well, I wonder who he's going to pick. You mm. know, like, well, like four of them are chosen for him basically, and yeah. we'll go from there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> who gets the rose? Um, um, but that's but how those all those things work. Yeah, yeah, but this film Blair Witch works well because. It is just there is no script. It is just people acting and reacting, yeah. not real knowing. Yeah, real dialogue. Yeah, real dialogue. Whereas they're not like, okay, I know I have to hit my mark here. I have to say this line. I have to say this line. They're not acting. They are just yep. being in a moment. Yeah, the, yeah.
1: And I would say the difference with like paranormal activity. When I watch that, I do remember that like it's so the idea of that is that they, couples set up like cameras in their house, mm. like nanny cams to catch things that they because th- they think they're haunted or something. Yeah, yeah. And I remember then all a scene
2: of, like a sheet being pulled off the bed at night. Yeah, like and it's a lot of stuff like a glass will move at night,
1: which to me is actually fine because yeah, it's that early stuff that I'm like that's creepy, like a yeah. door closes, and yeah, like.
2: Okay
0: no, there's a presence that's weird yeah. but then, because I can't see anything. But doesn't it get to the point where like the wife gets
2: possessed?
1: She by, gets like dragged out of bed and up a goddamn But then like, like the ends up roof.
2: Yeah, it's like she gets possessed though and it's like standing over his bed and there's like the sped up footage of her just like yeah. watching him at night and you're just it like It just, just gets, like it goes of off that. the rails. Mm. Yeah, it goes too far. Mm. It yeah. gets into like demonic possession and stuff which, yeah. which makes me think the like, one the that physical I
1: physical interaction with this thing mm. and it, this entity and it's just like at that point you're like Ugh, I'm watching a CG cartoon.
2: Yeah. Mm. It yeah. was. It was I was just going to say, it's like The Last Exorcism, which is like an interesting kind of storyline. But again, it ends up becoming overly scripted and special effects and CGI. And you're just like, what? No. The second you bring that, the fact that like this is shot on like a crappy VHS yeah. camera <laughs> yeah. and that adds to it. And everything's practical and there's like a grittiness to it. Bringing in, like, CGI effects and just, like, modern kind of technology to it. And locking
1: the camera down as well. Everyone complains about the motion sickness of watching this in handheld, but...
2: It cramps you. You want to know what's
0: going on around you. It doesn't give it to you. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: It's never always in focus. You can't always, like... Never always in focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that works. (laughs) Um, You can't always see exactly what you're supposed to be looking at. But it it just, again, like everything else, it slightly sets you unhinged and... Mm irritated and annoyed and not quite comfortable. I like mm. the
0: nighttime scenes when they hear the, the Josh calling out in the forest or whatever, and they go out and they're just shining a torch next to the VGA yeah. camera and just scanning around the forest. Like they're never going to see anything. And you know that, but that make, that makes it creepy. And it's just the construction that leads into what is out there. You never see anything. Mm. And
1: some of the scariest scenes that again, things like paranormal activity don't understand. Some of the scariest scenes are those night scenes in, play which when the cameras aren't turned on they're just recording sound it's mm. a black screen and i looked around at you guys and like you know you and tina like leaning in like i listen. squinted mm. listening because you're so focused on the audio mm. and your imagination is filling in the rest yeah, yeah. and that's something that paranormal they lock the camera down and then they cg the these supernatural things happening it's a
2: static wide shot and we'll show you everything yep. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
1: But the other thing I was, what I was getting back to in terms of like the, the naturalness of the dialogue and the acting is exactly that. Paranormal activity, what drove me nuts immediately, is that you'll have a married couple standing in a kitchen talking
2: ex- um, <laughs>
1: expository dialogue. And it's so, une- like, husbands and wives don't talk to each other. This right? is the conversation it you is... would have
2: had in the car after buying the nanny cam. You wouldn't have waited to come home, set it up, and then discuss yeah.
1: about, and, like, what you but did. But it's also the the perfectly timed use, your line, my line, your line, my line, yeah. your line, Not my line. Not the talking
0: over each other kind of stuff. The like,
1: we
2: The script is getting in the way of the reality. i deaf camera on my girlfriend Katie. She thinks there's something in the house, I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're going to have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring.
1: And again, they just totally misunderstood what they were trying to copy.
0: And improv movies are hard to get right because... Um... I mean, like Spinal Tap in a way, there's a couple of scenes where they talk over each other a bit and it gets a little lost, but it's the one-on-ones are fantastic. But a couple of those group ones where there's just a lot going back and forth, it can get a little lost. And that one relies on dialogue so much, whereas this relies on
2: mood a bit more. Um, And emotion. Yeah. And I think as well, this one had such a clear vision at the helm. Like the directors knew... Exactly what they wanted. Yeah. And exactly what they were making. And. Mm. They did it.
1: <laughs> well, they got it in eight days. Yeah, and yeah. That,
0: the planning that would have had to go into that because you can't control the actors or the cameras. Mm-hmm. You can only control their reactions externally. So the planning, like you said, Cole, um, insane. Imagine
2: if they like got back after those the eight days. Was
1: useless. <laughs> camera oh, was off that, or
2: something yeah oh imagine or if
1: you just never figured out the focus yeah
2: oh. yeah exactly right
0: imagine <laughs> if just neither of them got focus at any point yeah or the
1: lens well, cap was on
2: got, for an yeah. entire day or yeah. something oh, yeah. well they wouldn't
1: have got their camera back at the 30 day return policy that's for sure they'd, they'd have to go back out and, yeah
2: exactly <laughs> they'd the budget for sure <laughs> mm.
1: Well, is there
0: anything we've missed or want to The final one is just no music. Yes! Because horror movies and horror scores are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, like Suspiria and things like that. When you have a wonderful score or Tubular Bells and The Exorcist and stuff, um, no music. So there's no like music can make you cry and laugh and anything. This is, there's nothing. No jump scares. No jump scares. No
1: jump
2: scare stings. Yeah. No. Oh my god, has anyone watched the, um, they, because they did a new Blair Witch, like, t- a year or two years oh, ago? Yeah, they the did Marvel. a remake. Yeah. Is yeah. yeah. it a it, remake or a reboot? It's a reboot, and it's essentially the story is, uh, the, you know, in the reality of the film, the footage has been found, and everyone thinks it's a hoax, and Heather's younger brother oh, is like, is I'm gonna go, up? I'm yeah. gonna prove it's real, and gets a group of friends to go out and find out what happened, and then... Same thing. Same thing, but it's also you see the Blair Witch answer this giant (laughs) monster, and you're like, wow, okay, cool. CGI, like, a long face, like, Like, I don't care for this at all. And we're not even
1: talking about the actual Blair Witch sequel, Book of Shadows. No, no,
2: we're talking about it's this new one, doing like all reboots do, it's called Blair Witch. (laughs) clever <laughs> it's like predator predators like yeah. the predator like yeah. god damn it
1: again <laughs> continually like to trying to copy and emulate something they just never understood
2: exactly yeah and yeah. it's just it, it was lightning in a bottle yeah and that and it just worked and it's great let it be well, <laughs> like it's easy money yeah like
0: franchise money like it's easy money yeah I mean why else would you remake the Lion King again yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then you know what's going to happen in 10-15 uh, years you make time. It again But cartoon, cartoon. <laughs> <You> I know <laughs> but what? this time Matthew Broderick will play the boss
1: <laughs> like it's come
2: full circle <laughs> the
1: circle
2: of life <laughs> oh dear Zing. so yeah like it's easy
0: easy cash yeah
1: but what's so upsetting about it is that like Imagine if Blair Witch had spawned the appropriate response from filmmakers, mm. which is to go, oh, I get it. I see what they did. The way to make horror film, we're going to jump on board this bandwagon. Mm. We're going to make horror films where you don't see the thing. Mm-hmm what is like your inherent fears that we can play on that you never get to see I know the unknown
2: <laughs> like yeah. the unseen like yeah
1: like maybe look at why Jaws was so fucking well, popular I mean,
2: I mean Saw's a
0: pretty good example neither of them know why they're there for Ooh. the entire film until the very end and so that's that's so sp- character-driven. it's
1: so character driven it's about their choices really
0: acceptance so yeah. Yeah.
2: and then the sequels just you know, why Why wouldn't you? That's easy money again. And you the can sequels are
1: just hostile. It's torture. Yeah,
2: you know what's going on at this point and you're just yeah. sitting here watching it for the cool. It's essentially what happens to the, Friday uh, third, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th films. You're just watching it for the cool deaths. Well, and
0: I guess, like, Saw so once again, going back to Saw, you want to know more about Jigsaw. Well, some people do. Mm-hmm. They would like yeah. to know more about his origin and his motivations. And that's
1: fair enough. Yeah,
0: but that's about it from a storytelling point of view. Otherwise, it's just murder. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think, I think after the first Saw, there's... If you're going to do anything with it, yeah, you would explore Jigsaw a little bit. Yeah. But once that story is told, it's told.
0: Yeah, but... Anything
1: else you do is just the same portion. Horror, horror
0: is always cheap to make. Yes.
2: And there's always a built-in audience that will go always and see it. Always go. Horror yeah. films
0: are... Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. They're magic that way.
0: Yeah. Just, like, inst- interesting
2: deaths. Yeah. But that's... Tr- like, that. I totally appreciate that. Like, I have watched, like... Oh, the, the Final Destination films, I've watched all of <laughs> my them, gosh. them because they are so funny, <laughs> interesting and creative. Yeah.
1: I've only ever seen, uh, I saw the, the original, but I saw the one that Tom made me watch. Just the Oh, the one amazing. set to the Wii, <laughs> Wii Sports <laughs> music. <laughs> <laughs> the Wii menu music. And oh, that's brilliant yeah. though.
2: If if you're listening to this, like, please go to YouTube and look up Final Destination Wii music and it's just the best. Yeah. <laughs> because Final
0: Destination is like, how could we Rube Goldberg this? <laughs> Like and that's, that's big yeah. fun. They're like, okay, yeah. let's. Okay, yeah, what's okay. It? I don't know whether you start at the finish line or you start at the start line. Yeah. Figure out which
2: which marble hits which. And that's. Where, um, and, what, and I get why audiences yeah. want to go and see that. They're <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I yeah. Anyway, I just
1: missed, missed the mark big mm. time trying to copy these ones.
2: Which is why I was worried going back to this, uh, like having not seen it for ages, that it wouldn't hold up. Yeah. Like there might I would see the cracks and you know see. You know, the faults and, like, essentially see how they made it and everything and be like, ugh, whatever. But it's like, no, it works. It holds up. It really works Because still.
1: it had such pure heart intentions. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't in it for the money. They wanted to tell a story. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think um, the reasons the, the two filmmakers made it was because they, uh, apparently they were quoted as saying that they discovered that they found documentaries about supernatural phenomena more scary than traditional horror film. I, yeah, mm. I get and that. And so they wanted to make something that merged that. It's mm. a bit like true
0: crime, isn't
1: it? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, that's why people like true crime. Because that's why it's
2: everyone real. watched Forensic Files instead of like, a, just the next generic serial killer film mm. that comes out. I
1: will, I continue to still watch Forensic Files yeah. uh, to this day, rather than watch the CSI. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see the scripted.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, so did the directors go on to do anything else, Mr. Factoid? Not really. <laughs> That's a real pity. What do
1: I don't think they need to when you find out how much well money they Well, i, know, <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah.
2: financially they wouldn't have required. Well, do you guys want to hear about it? Yeah, let's do that. that. Yeah, all yeah, right. So the film had a budget of $60,000 and it went on to gross $248 million worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: amazing.
2: Uh, yeah. The film was, is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the top budget to box office ratio for a mainstream film with a ratio of uh $1 spent earned them $10,931. Oh, <laughs> they're mods. <laughs> so that's a good return. Uh despite all of that, it was only the 14th highest-grossing film of 1999. Wow. <laughs> uh number 1 being Star Wars Episode 1. Oh, yeah, of course. And then you've got also like The Matrix and yep. <laughs> or like you know, 99 Gladiator
0: as well, is that then too? I
2: think so, yeah. yeah. Like 99 was a massive year American for American Beauty? Yep. So, yeah. yeah, I was alive for these years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the film won the Award of the Youth for Foreign Film at the 1999 Cannes Film Festival, where it was also nominated for the CICAE Award and the Golden Camera. It won the Independent Spirit Award for Best First Feature under $500,000, and it also won a Razzie for Worst Actress, oh. and was nominated for Worst Picture. Get lost, Razzies. I, I, I hate, hate the Razzies are, so much. Like, yeah. they just do it because they're like, She had snot. <laughs> <laughs> she I mean, yelled a lot. It's fair enough to pick on Catwoman, I think. Oh uh, Yeah, there are films that warrant them, but, like, the Razzies so often are just... Get it? Yeah. What's
1: popular and how can we tear it down? And how can
2: we rag on it? And yeah. I just hate it. And yeah, I don't like the idea of giving an award for something that's like let's laugh at something from where people tried. It. It's mean. Yeah, I mean, if
0: it's Adam Sandler taking five hundred million dollars and making trash, so and going off, so he and his friends can yeah. have a Hawaiian I was say, holiday. Yeah. You can make fun
2: of that because they're still winning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like this, like you know, this was a small indie, low budget film, yeah. and like you know, I think she did was great. It's
0: almost. Yeah. A, I mean, in this regard, it's almost a silent little congratulations. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's like a... Yeah. I feel there's a difference between Paul Verhoeven going and accepting his Razzie for Showgirl List. versus what happened to Heather Donahue here being, yeah. like, winning. I don't think that's fair. Like, she was great in this film.
1: Again, people only hate her because she played her character so well. Exactly. They confused the actress with the character. Mm-hmm. And that's only a testimony to what, how well she did.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Good yep. on you, Heather.
2: You got a fanning and- We love you. <laughs> um, well, I guess unless we've got anything else, that'll probably wrap us up. Um, we'll yep. get to the the final thing of Eric. As a kid, what do you think you would have? Would have scared
0: the pants off me. Yep, <laughs> I didn't watch horror movies at that stage because I was the, I was the eldest, and like my family, like as you know, weren't. Uh, Horror movie people, mm-hmm. so it wasn't until later, so it would have terrified me, I'm sure. Yeah, and I would definitely wouldn't have appreciated the construction, whereas now um, I can appreciate it on every level. It didn't scare me in the slightest.
2: Mm. Um, but you can sit
0: there and be like, that was a really and a really gripping final scene. Yeah, and just like construction from start to finish, and then talking about the like production side of things as well. That's mm. extremely well done film.
1: This film did for camping in the woods what Jaws did for swimming at the beach. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people didn't want to do it for do a you, while. Do you write taglines?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's like a full-on poster Do you like, think I can one, get a job? <laughs> yeah, possibly
1: Just for Blair Witch and nobody wants <laughs> yeah.
2: to take it You're 20 years too late
1: <laughs> yeah, I Just keep writing tag taglines for Blair Witch
2: <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing Twenty. This film is now 20 years old this year mm-hmm. I think it holds up brilliantly yeah. It's one where I will probably go back and re-watch it uh, Several more times in my
1: lifetime, I think Yeah. Yep mm. If you haven't seen it, if you're too young to see it I'd say... Do a little bit of research into, um, like, the initial website and all the lore. And all I think they're all around still around up. It. Yeah. Um, learn a bit about the context it came out in and go see it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Boy. definitely. Well, on that note, I think it's time to pick uh, our next one. We've only got two left. Two, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Okey-doke. Let's pull one out. All right, so,
0: two left. What's it going to be? <laughs> the Complete Opposite. An American Tale.
2: Ooh, five of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> beautifully Good.
0: Yep. No, I, this would be funny. I'm pretty certain I haven't seen it, but it's that kind of one that maybe I watched when I was like six or something.
2: Oh yeah. And there's so much references. Like yeah. there's an entire community yes. episode. I kind of. finally <laughs> understand that completely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so no, great. And this would be a very different film.
2: That'll be good. Um, well, I guess tune in in a fortnight's time for an American tale. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks, Cole, for joining us. No worries. I loved it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Your knowledge was astounding and really helpful. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, for this episode, we'll get the Blair Witch. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Eric. I'm Cole.
0: We'll catch you next time.
2: Josh! Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.